House of Prayer. I am your host, Dayla Smith. Let's open in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the wonderful weekend. I thank you for this wonderful Monday morning. And I hope that my guests have all had a blessed weekend, and so have I, because you were in it. Let these words be your words, not mine. And let us all learn something from this together, Lord. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen. I hope you had a great week so far. So let's talk church. I know what you were thinking right now. Oh my, here we go. I had a whole lot of other, I had a whole other message for this week. But through a conversation with a friend, the Lord spoke to me. We need to have this discussion. Lately, people are leaving churches in droves for so many reasons. Really, they are just pitiful, woe is me excuses. That sounds harsh. I know, sometimes the truth is harsh. And he even deals with me like that sometimes. The truth is that we are going to need each other more as these days progress. And Jesus' parting message to the disciples was to gather together in an upper room in Jerusalem and wait for the endowment of the power of the Holy Spirit. Then in Acts chapter 2, as they came in one accord in prayer, the Holy Spirit came. The next scene was that they needed each other more. They had all things in common. So let's read Hebrews 10, 19-25. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, Let's, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Did you see the many ways in which we need each other? Yes, you don't have to go to church to be saved. But look at it from this viewpoint. When a predator like a lion, for example, is on the hunt for food, what does he look for? Because he is hungry, he is not willing to extend much energy in chasing his prey. He is looking for a weak straggling, something totally isolated, something easy to kill and devour. We would say, but I can watch church services on TV. Yes, you could. But then lies the question, do they know you personally? Do you know them personally? More than likely not. You can't develop the same relationship that you would at your local church that preaches the uncompromising word. So one reason not attending your local church harms you is that the enemy has isolated you. And then he can allow you to become weak, therefore making you an easy prey. 
Whereas if you are a part of your local church, you would be surrounded by the body of Christ. Let's look at John 15, 5-7. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So with this thought in mind, let's look at 1 Peter 5, 5-11. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Ye all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us into eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look at verse 8 and 9. What is Satan looking for? Those who are resisting the faith, who are alone and vulnerable. When you come to church and become involved with the church, you become part of the family of God. You will have brothers and sisters who will stand with you build you up, pray with you. They will encourage you. You will be able to stand much stronger with the Lord's support group. For those of you who are looking for a perfect church, Jesus Christ has not arrived yet. Therefore, we all have a battle with our old man showing up and making a complete butt of itself. So I ask you to be patient with all of his crackpots that Jesus Christ is breaking and remaking. And for those of us who have been seriously injured by the people in the church, take this thought with you. Satan and his imps go to church also. What I advise you to do is talk to Jesus about all of it. He may direct you to another church or he may tell you to stay. Either way, he will correct you and that person. And my advice is not only... Um, Talk to Jesus about all of it, but then turn around talk to your pastor if you can't get it resolved with you and Jesus alone. So, either way, he will correct you and that person. He may make that person very uncomfortable, and in doing so, they may leave. This is sad that most people would rather not submit and be blessed instead of sticking to Jesus through all of it. On the other hand, look at it as another opportunity to draw near to the cross by forgiving them. You see, Jesus forgave Judas Iscariot when he kissed the Lord's face. He called him friend. Why? Because it was another chance to forgive, therefore drawing even closer to the Father. Jesus told the disciples that forgiveness was a heaven or hell issue in Matthew 6, 14 through 15. 
For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We would say, but you don't know how bad he or she hurt me. You don't know all the bad things I've done. I don't know. But the Lord does. Because he was subjected to all of it. He forgave us when our sins spit in his face. When our sins smashed a crown of thorns deep into his skull. When our sin placed a betraying kiss on his cheek. When our sin mocked and made fun of him. When our sin drove the nails in his hands and feet. When our sin gambled for his garments. He chose to forgive us. Why then would we not forgive ourselves and others? When we refuse to forgive we are throwing his wonderful gift of salvation back at him. Our forgiveness says, I don't want it. Our unforgiveness says, I don't want anything to do with you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He will honor our choices one way or the other. The Lord explains himself in be, and being part of a local church this way in John 10, 1 through 18. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. For they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out, and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling, and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, Seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is an hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. The Lord talks about himself versus Satan and his imps. He also is giving his under-shepherds the example to follow when caring for his sheep. This is such a hard undertaking. 
you definitely have to have a special anointing to be a shepherd. I have had the wonderful opportunity to be very involved with my local church. I saw things that utterly broke my pastor's heart. I saw times of great joy, but I also saw everything behind the scenes. You have to be anointed and appointed for this position. Would you want just anyone caring for your children? The Lord feels the same way about his children and who takes care of them. Luke 17, 1-2 says, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. You see, the Lord cares about each and every one of us. He cares about every last detail of each of our lives. He cares who is in it. He cares about our spiritual growth. He cares about how much, how each and every one of us interact with one another. I hope this helps you see why I go to church. Jesus has put a love in my heart for the body of Christ as a whole. It doesn't matter what denomination. If you believe Yeshua was born of a virgin, died and rose again for our salvation that you have not only asked him to come into your heart but also decided to let him be lord over your life that you have and are asking forgiveness of your sins and forgiving others including yourself of the sins you committed then you are a part of the body of christ now if you do not know the lord jesus as your personal lord and savior let me introduce you to him. It is really simple. First, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner in need of a Savior according to the mirror of the law of the Lord. Ask him for his forgiveness for all of your sins and call them out to him. Thank him for his forgiveness. Then forgive those who have sinned or transgressed against you. Then repent. Repent means to change your mind concerning sinful habits. Change your choice-making decisions. Let him influence your choice-making decisions as you get in his holy word. Ask him to be Lord over your life. I want to pray this prayer with you, but this is just an outline. The real work begins after I pray with you because it is a very personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have asked Christ to be Lord and Savior today, please let me know. Find a church home that preaches the uncompromising truth in God's word and sit under that pastor for at least a year. You will learn and grow in Christ during that year. I know that this message is a short one. If the message has spoken to you in some way, or maybe you have questions that I will be glad to answer for you, or maybe you have a prayer request, please let me know by commenting below or emailing me at my number one little AFMP at AOL.com. Remember, I love you with the love of the Lord.
Jesus Christ will always love you more. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship. Let my friends have a blessed, safe week, going and coming. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name, amen.